Welcome everyone to the Daily Kofefi on Unsafe Space. I should say good morning, but I don't think this is going to get posted in the morning <laughs> at this rate. Uh, I'm your host, Carter Laren, and I'm joined, as always, by the bad man Majama, who I would like, you know, I'm just going to ask everyone, cut her some slack today. <laughs> She's been up for like two days straight. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Day two of sleep deprivation, so uh, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> sleep today, but, though, right? Uh, yeah, after this, I'm totally crashing. Uh, so, yes. Normally, I'm all about judging people, but let's just suspend it a little bit with Carrie today. Thank you, guys. Thank you, we Carter. All, all just let her, let her be her loopy self this morning. Um, I do want to thank – I got a correction. <laughs> of course, there's people in our audience who have kids who are Zoomers, duh. Uh, and yeah, they were like explaining, actually, Keck came from World of Warcraft and there's like this big explanation. So thank you for correcting me. Uh, I just knew it was a morphed version of LOL. Mm-hmm. And I had heard the trajectory of the morph, but I, was, I didn't, wasn't clear that it didn't happen actually on 4chan. Um, let's see. Oh, also, subscribe star people. We love you. There's a few of you who need to tell us what you're what you want your pseudonym to be in the credits or else we're not putting you in the credits because we don't want to out you if you don't want to be outed. So reply on Subscribestar if we have asked you for your pseudonym. And the one thing before we start our show today, Carrie, which I think we can keep pretty short, I just want to show you um, what it's like for those of you who don't live in the Bay Area. Let me, let me pull this up. For those of you who don't live in the Bay Area, I want to just show you this is what it's like to live in the Bay Area. Normal cities... When there's graffiti, it's, you know, gang symbols or F this or, you know, kind of punk rebellious stuff, right? But yesterday I was driving. I didn't take this picture. Someone else did. But yesterday I was driving and I was really shocked at this particular graffiti and I thought it really captured what life is like in the Bay Area. Here's the graffiti on the sign. (laughs) And the graffiti says, Biden can't win Michigan. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that's the attitude of the Bay Area. Everything is about democratic politics. Wow. <laughs> Everything. So I don't know. They probably are a Kamala Harris fan. I don't know. But uh, when people do graffiti in Austin, it's kind of like good vibes graffiti. It's more like, like there's yeah. like the famous, um, I love you so much. And then there's a graffiti park, which I think just got torn down, actually. It's kind of sad, but um, it's like a, it, it used to be the um, foundation of an of a apartment building that they didn't complete. And so artists would go there and just do these amazing murals with spray paint. It's gorgeous. It's kind and of an Austin has thing. a lot of like keep Austin weird kind yeah. of stuff. So there's like an artistic vibe. Mm-hmm. We don't have art in San Francisco. We just have leftists. <laughs> well, quit sending them here. <laughs> I got to send them somewhere. Actually, it's too late for California. It might as well sink into the ocean. So, Carrie, you've been wanting to talk about this for a few days, and it's a good day to talk about it because uh, you're loopy. There's mm-hmm. the push to circumvent the current version of the Electoral College. So it's called the National Popular Vote Interstate Compact, and it's been in the news a lot. There's now... 14 states plus the District of Columbia who have signed this thing. 
And I think collectively they represent about 35.1% of the electoral college. Um, my, my cheat here is Wikipedia. I'm looking at this on Wikipedia. So maybe we should just describe really quickly what it is. Do you want to do that or do you want me to that, do it? Can I, can I describe what I think it is and you tell me if, if I need to be corrected? <laughs> so from what I understand, these states, because we, we have a friend and um, actually subscriber of the podcast who's in Colorado. And uh, from what I understand, it, it is the states have decided that they're going to award their electoral votes to the, whoever wins the national popular vote instead of giving it to the candidate that the state votes for. <laughs> Which I, it, to me, it sounds like if Texas votes for, if, if we were to do this here in Texas, and then Texas were to vote for candidate A, like overwhelmingly vote for candidate A, but candidate B won the national popular vote, our state's electoral votes would go to candidate B? That's correct. Okay, that's just insane to me. Well, so let me, there's a couple things I want to unravel here. First, let's be clear about, I think there's two motives behind it. I think, I think there's a lot of confusion around here. I think there's two motives behind it. Also, I think people don't understand uh, the Electoral College generally, so we should explain that a little bit. Um, and C, people don't understand that politicians react to the environment. They, they, they react to the rules that you set up. And so I don't think this will actually accomplish the goal. It may, but the goal here is, I think, I think there's an underlying philosophical movement in the country or cultural movement that which is aligned with this goal but the goal is they don't like trump hillary won the popular election they think if they just have a popular vote they can have more leftist politician they have a higher percentage higher likelihood of getting a leftist politician elected as president because you know you got the the big cities on the east and west coast and they they lean left by and large, they lean left. Now, Can I interrupt here for one second? Yeah. This is, this is what I find really repulsive about movements like this, is it's not based on any <clears throat> well-thought-out principle. It's not based, based on principle at all. It's based on um, a short-sighted ideology, whatever supports their ideology in the short term. So they're like, we don't like Trump. We think that it would benefit our party to have a popular vote, so that's what we want to do. They're not even considering the fact that at some point it could be used against them. Right, right. And, and I, I do think it is in alignment with the general worship of democracy that we seem to have in the US, which I hate. Uh, you know, this, the Electoral College exists for a reason, we can talk about it, but that's their goal. Their goal is, I think, to increase the probability that people like Trump do not get elected because they, what they do is they, they Monday morning quarterback in a really weird way. They sit back and they say, well, look, she got more popular votes. Therefore, she would have won. But that is not true. And it's not true because when a candidate has limited resources, which everyone has limited resources, so they have limited money and time, they design their campaign around the rules. And so they, Trump ignored California largely. Why? He was never going to win. It didn't freaking matter. He knew where those electoral college votes were going. He didn't spend time there. And so, and I'm sure Hillary did similar things, right? So the whole strategy is around collecting electoral college votes. If they go away and it becomes a popular election, well, 
it just changes the strategy. It doesn't necessarily change the outcome. If, if 2016 were a popular election vote, Trump may have won the popular vote because his strategy would have been different. And Hillary's strategy would have been different also, but we, we can't say for certain what the outcome would have been. All we know is that given the rules that were in place, both campaigns tried their best to beat the system within the rules and one campaign won. That's all we really know. The other thing I want to point out is voter turnout is, is low. It's like 55%. I think it's high recent, in recent history. The high was like 64 or something like that. So the mobilizing, like the people who don't vote but could, could hugely influence an election. And I'll be, you know, in California, if, I mean, I don't really traditionally vote anyway because uh, I'm a voluntarist. I'm changing, I'm going to stop saying anarchist because people freak out about it. I'm a voluntarist, which means I want voluntary interactions. Anyway, uh, oh, okay. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't really traditionally vote anyway. But if I was going to vote, and I know a lot of people who are Republican leaning, they don't bother voting in the California presidential election. They don't care because they know there's no freaking way that they will, that their vote will really matter. Now, if we switch to a popular vote, suddenly maybe they will come out of the woodwork and start voting. And maybe candidates like Trump would start trying to gain, you know, middle of the state California, a red part of California votes because they'll suddenly matter. So you can't, it's this naive assumption that we're going to change the rules and people's behaviors are not going to change. And this is, to me, this is classic leftism. This is how the left looks at everything. We're going to change the rules, but people's behaviors will not be affected in any way. It's so stupid. But it's anyway. Short, it's short-sighted. Everything about it is short-sighted. Right. And none yeah. of the people I've talked about it with, well, that's not true. I, let me think about that. A couple of them have thought about it a lot, but most of the people I've talked to about this have not they haven't really spent any time thinking about it they've picked their opinion the same way that i used to pick my opinion in the sjw echo chamber which is just like what's our team doing okay cool like <laughs> like social, metaphys social yeah. metaphysics yeah yeah well so, so, so go ahead. here's go the ahead. other funny thing in colorado from what i understand it's, isn't it ironic that they switched to this national popular vote thing without letting the people of Colorado vote on it? And this is, <laughs> this is supposed to be about making every vote count, but we're deciding for you that we're going to do that. <laughs> I, so here's the thing, though. A lot of people are, are saying this, like they are opposed to this from a constitutional perspective and blah, 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 or they're trying to bypass the Electoral College. Obviously, they are trying to bypass the Electoral College, but I think we need to be pretty clear. You know, I'm not a constitutional scholar, obviously, but the, you know, the Constitution was not written to require a law degree from Harvard in order to interpret. Regular people are supposed to be able to interpret it. For example, shall not be infringed. Pretty clear, right? So if you, if you read it, the states have, they can, they can assign Electoral College votes however they damn well please. There is no rule that says they have to reflect how people voted. There's no rule that says they, like, they can do whatever they want. States can use electoral college votes however they want. If they want to assign them based on national vote, I don't think it's a good idea. 
but they can. Um, they also don't have to agree. Like if all their people in their state vote for one candidate, the electoral college votes in that state, they can go, the, the, the representative can vote for whoever he wants. Right? Um, and at, there's a term for electoral college voter, voters uh, who don't vote the way they're supposed to. They're called faithless voters. And although some states have laws against them, no one's ever been prosecuted under it. People have done it. And I think, I think uh, you might actually, that might be a constitutional challenge if someone was ever prosecuted under it because I think electoral voters have the, electoral college voters have the right to vote for whoever they damn well please. Um, so it's, you, you got to understand that, I think something that's, let me back up. It's important to remember the U.S. is, yeah, we're a country, but that we didn't really, our origins are a, we're a coalition of states that are at our, you know, fundamentally the documents, right, that, that built the country, right? We're, we're an agreement between a bunch of states. That's what we are. We're supposed to have a hell of a lot of state authority, which we don't really now, but that the idea is like, hey, states can do whatever the hell they want. And if this is how they want to do now, now granted, I would argue, the flip side is I would argue the purpose of the Electoral College was to, one of the purposes which was, was talked about when the Electoral College was uh, devised and, and was explicitly a concern of some of the founding uh, fathers was they didn't trust the populace to to vote right um, or to choose a president. Um, there's a here Hamilton writes. I won't quote the whole thing, but you know Hamilton in the Federalist Papers makes an argument about hey, you know we don't want we don't want the average person voting for the president because they think that a Basically, they think it's the left should agree with this, right? They think that a guy, a charismatic guy could come up and dupe the populace into voting for him, which I'm pretty sure that's the left's view of Trump, right? So that's, that's what their concern is with popular vote. And, you know, the point, the, the main point I want to make is just democracy is not, we're not a democracy. We're intentionally not a democracy. What makes America different was not that it's a democracy. Democracies existed. I mean, there was democracies in Greece, ancient Greece, right? So we're not a democracy. We're, we're a constitutional republic. And, the, and the, the main difference being we, as a, as a country or as an agreement between states, we said, okay, look, here's the things that are here are individual rights that are protected, that are inviolate. They can't be, no one can trespass these rights. And now we have an agreement between states to kind of function as a unit, mostly for external defense and that kind of stuff, and to regulate interstate commerce. But no one can violate these, these rights. And it's the constitutionally protected rights that make America different, right? Democracy is just mob rule. That's all democracy is. There is no difference between a democracy and a dictator. A dictator is one guy who does what the fuck he wants. A democracy is 51% of the people who do what the fuck they want. There's yeah. no difference. And what has made America great, to use Trump's phrase, is 
You want to make America great? You return to the idea of a constrained government, a constitutional republic that is forced to respect individual rights. That's what made America special. And I, that has been lost probably largely due to public education and the fact that no one in academia and no Marxist likes this idea. So they all, they want democracy. They want mob rule because democracy, you know, democracy can be easily manipulated. You can vote Stalin into power. I don't think Stalin was voted into power, but you can, you can vote Hitler into power. Hitler was voted into power, right? So you can vote the people you want into power and do horrible, horrible things in the name of the state if you just have an unfettered democracy. And so the idea that an unfettered democracy is some goal is abhorrent. It's an evil pursuit. And I don't think people get that culturally and philosophically anymore. They don't view democracy as an evil pursuit, but it is. Which allows this kind of thing to look like it's good, right? Because they want, they want their candidate to win. And all, by the way, it's aligned with this kind of moral goal that democracy is good, but democracy isn't good. I think that might be because people have a pretty good handle on what democracy means, but I don't think they have a good handle on what republic means. Um, maybe, and, and I don't think, I mean, here's the truth, Carrie. The truth is, <laughs> I don't, I don't know that a republic is the right answer either. I mean, granted, you're talking to someone who doesn't want a government generally, but you know, the idea behind it was these are, these are things you can't do. In fact, the idea really was the opposite of that. It was, hey, you have no power at all except government, except for the things that are outlined here. The government doesn't actually have, I mean, if you rewound and asked the founding fathers, if they, you know, were, uh, I don't know, Harry Potter came around and called them up from the grave and asked them to uh, evaluate the situation. Nothing, almost nothing the federal government does right now is, is constitutional. Nothing was intended, right? The federal government doesn't have the power to do all these things it's doing. It just didn't. I mean, they've changed, they've added some amendments to give themselves power, but that, none of that was the intent. The idea was that this was a loose coalition between states and you know, it was for, for the purpose of national defense, basically. And, uh, and the states were supposed to be these little experimental grounds of politics where one state could have full democracy if they wanted, and one state could do, you know, have their own constitution and try something. And, you know, that was the idea. One state could uh, ban abortion. Yeah. <laughs> one state could ban abortion, right? Yeah. Um, so... That's Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you know, I know we've had co two conversations about this now. Um, well, one that we haven't released yet, but um, uh, I'm, I'm editing that today, Carrie. Oh, Hopefully nice. We'll be I forgot. Um, <laughs> but that's kind of where I, I, I am on that issue now is I kind of feel like you should let the states decide. And if you don't like the law in your state, move to a state that has the law that you like. Well, I mean, I would agree that from a, from a federal policy perspective, that's a much better position. And it doesn't solve the morality question, but it certainly does solve the question of whether the federal government has a right to do anything here. And, um, you know, the fact is the federal government wasn't supposed to have rights to do most of what it does today. And so 
you know, I don't know. I, I, I've been railing against democracy for quite some time. I think it's horrible, but we've got generations of people raised thinking two things. One, democracy is good. And two, we live in a democracy. Both of those things are false. And so, uh, you know, Hillary doesn't win. You know, the leftists get all, they get their panties in a twist and they're all pissed off. And so they, they want to bypass the electoral college because they think democracy will, will benefit them and no one can oppose it because everyone goes, well, democracy sounds good, right? It's, aren't we supposed to be democracy? Like, so, so here we are. I don't, it doesn't bode well for this country. You're right, though, about the, the kind of obvious hypocrisy there where they, they claim that they're supporting national popular vote because they're all about democracy. But then they also have, they think the American people are stupid and can be easily swayed by Facebook ads that are placed right. by Russians <laughs> and, you know, can't be trusted to make the right decision. Um, and well, then they're just out. They just want their side. That's all. Yeah. They just want, they, there's no principle behind it. Um, and the same thing when it comes to like, new media and videos, it used to be, I remember when YouTube was more, was democratic in that the things that got featured on the front page or were things that rose to the top because they were good and they were popular and people were sharing them and it was just about merit and then they they brought in the tastemakers and they started feature you know featured content and they have people working there who pick what's they're going to pick what gets featured to everyone and stuff like that and and now they're doing that you to an even greater extent they're um they're basically saying the things that are the most popular uh we don't approve of <laughs> you guys have made the wrong decision by watching PewDiePie right. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, you shouldn't be trusted. We should take them down. Um, they're really not for democracy when it comes to you know, like video content, people choosing what, what, you know, the most popular thing, things they want to watch or read or, you know, I don't know. No, I, I agree. And it, it harkens back to uh, Plato's Republic, right? They, they, they view themselves as the philosopher class. So they're incredibly elite and there are, so I think leftists in general are arrogant busybodies. That's like my definition of a leftist. They're totally. like arrogant busybody, right? And so, look, do They're I have my opinion on stuff? Obviously. But I don't want to foist it on people. Like I would have, if I, if I were a tastemaker on YouTube, I'd be like, here's my opinions. But maybe you guys disagree. And I can just think you're all wrong. And that's fine. But I, I wouldn't, I don't want to force you to like, no my opinions get to be on the top of, of YouTube. It's like, well, that's not the purpose of YouTube. That's not how. Yeah. Hierarchy of rewards based on yeah. merit. Um, yeah. You know what, you, what did you call them? Arrogant scolds? Uh, I call them arrogant busybodies. Because I think busybody is more condescending than a scold. Totally. So when we were uh, like in the nineties, the arrogant busybodies were the religious right. They were the ones who were yeah. like, you can't watch the Smurfs. It's satanic. And, you know. Right. You gotta, what are you doing in your bedroom all alone with someone else consensually? Nah, 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 nah. Right, we yeah. need to ban Metallica. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. In fact, growing up, this is, I don't know, TMI, whatever. Not TMI. It's personal information. But my parents, because I grew up in a very conservative Christian household, they like... They threw all my, I had like someone that had given me some Dungeons and Dragons stuff and I really liked it because 
you know, I'm a story kind of guy and, and like I, I, I enjoyed the fantasy of it. Threw it all out. Chucked all the Dungeons and Dragons stuff. It was of the devil, right? <laughs> it's that, it's that finger wagging like, you can't like this. You can't do that. You can't love that person. You can't have sex this way. You can't like those things over there. And now it's just all on, it's moved from the religious right to the evangelical left. Totally. Evangelical left's a good way of putting it. Religious left. That's um, not my invention. Uh, that was actually Michael Malice's invention. Uh, they're, pre- they're Puritans. They're SJW Puritans. They are. They are. And, you know, I think if you, if you have this concept in your head of thinking of them as arrogant busybodies, you start to see it everywhere and everything <laughs> that they, once, once you see it, it's like, oh yeah, of course you want to vote for this thing or change this because you're an arrogant busybody. Do you That's remember? You do you remember the church lady on SNL? Yes. Could it be Satan. They should be. There should be a, a modern day equivalent of that of the church lady. That's like the SJW lady, yeah, <laughs> the woke lady. Could it be racist? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Okay. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Somebody see that. Yeah, it's totally that way. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I look, we're at, uh, I think in order for this national popular vote interstate compact to come into effect, it has to, um, I think a certain, I think the majority have to ratify this or somehow whatever to make everyone do it. But I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't think it's actually in effect yet, but it's on its, it's close to being in effect. You know, we'll see. I think it could have, you know, adaptation takes time. So it might be that the rules change and politicians' behavior doesn't change right away because they're trying to figure out how to work the new system. It may take a few presidential elections, but eventually they'll just adapt to it. And, you know, I hate to feel, I hate to see how, you know, let's say 80% of Texas votes one way and the state (laughs) assigns its electoral college votes somewhere else. I mean, I mean, Texas isn't on this list, but still, I mean, what happens in that state as a result? Colorado is another example, right? Like, what happens? I don't. Yeah. It's kind of a recipe for civil unrest. It's exactly what it is. Especially, especially if those allocated electoral college votes are what pushes uh, changes into, like, pushes the electoral college into victory. Yeah. Right? It just. It it just seems like like why should I go vote if you're not even going to count what we what we vote for in my state you're not even going to count it you're just going to look at what we vote for nationally right uh, yeah i don't know I, it really bothers me <laughs> and well, also because you t- talk about arrogant i think people especially the the religious left they tend to get um pretty arrogant about knowing better than the founding fathers and you know i can make this if only i were in charge it's like who do you think you are? <laughs> well, I mean, look, that's the, to me, the ultimate, the ultimate uh, goal of not being arrogant is to just be like, I'm, I agree to leave everyone the fuck alone. Just leave me alone. That's all I want. Like, I'll leave you alone. You leave me alone. And someday, if I ever ran for politics, I would found the leave me the fuck alone party. I was going to say, why are you calling yourself a volun- voluntarianist? Voluntarist. Because, voluntarist. You should call uh, yourself a leave me the F alonist. 
Yeah, well, that's the same thing. So the thing is, like an anarcho-capitalist and a voluntarist are the same thing. It's just people have a negative view of both anarchy and capitalism. So if I just say like, oh, I just believe in the non-aggression principle and I want to like have only voluntary interactions between people and no force, people are going to like, that doesn't sound bad. That sounds so much better. It does. Uh, because right. the word volunteer is a positive association to it. Right. Yeah. So, and I, you know, I'm slow to the party. Most people have started calling themselves voluntarists. Most anarcho-capitalist type people. Uh, I just, I have, I really actually wanted to save the word capitalism, but I, I give up. Well, I had, I had only just begun to learn what anarcho-capitalism meant. So I'm glad I can put that aside and now move on to. Already, I mean, it's the same thing. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. So you can, you don't have to ditch any of that knowledge. Have a synonym label. But uh, yeah, I don't know, Carrie, that was short enough and sweet enough. I guess we should get this out. Any final comments? Uh, no, if you guys, if you guys like the podcast, uh, please share and hit subscribe and uh, what else? Subscribe star. If you, if you want to support us. Yes. You can be unpersoned. We will unperson you if you come to subscribe star. Oh, thank you guys so much for the people like joined already. It's really cool. It's, yes, it's awesome. Uh, it, it is really cool. Yeah. And I like um, reading people, the comments, people getting excited, like the, uh, the, the, when we did the boomers one, like you said, there are people who had knew a lot more about it than we did. I'm like, yeah, no, I, I end up going down a rabbit hole watching some video someone recommended about the year four Chan one, which by the way, was a bizarre video. Uh, but yeah, all, the one other thing I wanted to say is I, it's doubtful that there are zoomers watching, but maybe there are parents of zoomers watching. I don't know. I, I totally want to have a zoomer on to talk about the zoomer culture. So if anyone wants to come on the show and they're articulate and, you know, well, re you know, they need to be reasonable. I don't want to have a crazy person on the show, but if they're articulate and reasonable, I would love to talk to them about Zoomer culture. So, all right. I guess that's it. I guess Wish that's Carrie it. A good night. Yeah. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Bye guys. <laughs>